0: Welcome to Health Creators. This is Liv and I'm joined here today with Jeffrey Housefield, Chief Medical Officer and Chairman at BioFactura. He also is the Chairman and Founder of SOAP, the Society of Physician Entrepreneurs. So Jeffrey, why did you decide to build a healthcare startup? Pleasure to be here today. uh, And I'm happy to tell my story with your audience. I practice otolaryngology, facial plastic, and reconstructive surgery after I did my training at Yale Medical School in Yale New Haven Hospital, and came to Washington, D.C., and practiced there for about 23 years, at which time I said, okay, what's next? It was at the same time that my 22-year-old son finished his undergraduate degree at Carnegie Mellon and said, Dad, I want to get an MBA. I said, good. get an MBA. I'll even pay for it because my parents paid for my medical school. Little did I know that that $5,000 a year tag for medical school went up to $60,000 a year for an MBA at Hopkins, but it was worth it because we went to school together. For the four years he and I were were teammates and, and classmates doing projects together and learning all about the intricacies of the business side of medicine. Uh, And eventually he went into healthcare finance. He also introduced me to my first business after I left medicine. So after practicing for that many years and then going through the MBA program with my son, it sort of made me realize there's a big world out there and I had the ability, the knowledge, and the vernacular to speak the language of businessmen now, with some academic credos behind it. So I said, okay, it's time. He introduced me to a group of individuals in the Midwest who were building assisted living facilities. At the time, my father-in-law was suffering from Alzheimer's and deteriorating rapidly in an assisted living facility in the Washington DC area. I really didn't appreciate the way that he was being cared for the most vulnerable of populations should not be treated with disdain. This was, these are people who fought for us in World War II, who, you know, who really built America and built what we know and what we have inherited. And they should be treated with a degree of dignity and respect. So when introduced to this group in the Midwest, I said, I would love to be able to do something for Alzheimer's and dementia care patients. Could we do that? And these two gentlemen said yes, we're looking at the same model and we can build something that would really take care of them in a way that they have not been taken care of before. We now have six facilities in Indiana and uh, Illinois, and I'm very proud that they take excellent care of patients. My investors are very happy in that they've gotten a good return over the years that we've had these facilities and we continue to grow and do good work. So it's really doing well by doing good. That experience alone taught me that while physicians are smart and can make a living doing their practice, they're not as smart when it comes to innovation and commercialization of new ideas. So myself and two other surgeons got together and said, why don't we try to teach this to people? You know, there's a science to business just as there's a science to medicine. Let's teach that. You know, doctors can learn this. Mm -hmm. So we started having some seminars at the American Academy of Otolaryngology and we saw 150 people show up for a breakfast meeting at seven o'clock in the morning. We said, gee, there's some desire to learn this material. So after a year or two, we went outside of the otolaryngology community, and we become a global community now. The Society of Physician Entrepreneurs has over 33,000 LinkedIn members, chapters throughout the world, that meet in order to connect people who are like-minded, in order to connect people who have similar research and commercialization interests, and in order to learn what the previous generation has done that's been successful and that has not been successful. It's been a great experience. The organization continues to grow. And since COVID, we do a lot of international webinars that really have a much broader reach and uh, very topical topics that people always want to learn about. What's the number one do for building a healthcare startup? So the number one do is Look in the mirror. (laughs) Make absolutely sure that you are comfortable with chaos theory. That you understand that you have reached a certain pinnacle. That you have climbed the mountain of the medical practice that you're now enjoying and enjoying the fruits of that labor. Chaos is climbing down that mountain or hurling yourself down that mountain and looking for another mountain to climb without knowing whether you can or cannot accomplish the task. It takes a certain amount of determination, a certain amount of courage, and a certain amount of finances in your back pocket because financing is the one thing that does not come easily to any new venture that you really have to check yourself before you leave your practice and jump into the entrepreneurial side. That being said, if you've done everything you can do in medicine, and like I was when I left, I said, I want to leave a bigger footprint. And I can't really do that by taking care of 35 patients a day and working from eight in the morning until nine at night. But if I did something that could affect hundreds of thousands or millions of patients, that would be a way that I could leave a bigger footprint. And I happened to come across this opportunity at a biopharmaceutical company, Biofactura, that was doing work in biodefense and doing work in biosimilars and really vetted that organization for a good long time before I decided to become part of their management team. So, it happens that the CEO is a very smart, energetic, and brilliant scientist. We got along very well. He's taught me so much in terms of the biopharmaceutical industry and how drugs are made, which most physicians have really no clue about. And we've grown that company together, and we manage the company together. My official title is Chairman of the Board and Chief Medical Officer. He's the CEO and president and founder uh, of this this biotech. But on a day-to-day basis, we are co-managers and we've built the company from four people to over 42 people with a $68 million contract with BARDA to research, develop, and manufacture a smallpox antibody therapeutic for the national strategic stockpile. Awesome, and what's the number one don't for building a healthcare startup. Don't be quick in your hiring. Be very deliberate and take more time than you think you need. Because the people that you surround yourself with will either make or break this venture. So take a little extra time in vetting the people that you want to hire and really determining What will be their job description and the scope of work within your organization? And plan that out very carefully. Don't choose the first candidate that just stops by because you really like them. Do your diligence, be calm about it, but be very decisive about who you have in your inner circle, who you have as your leadership, and how you nurture a culture of learning because without that, you really have a siloed culture that will not interact well with each other when it comes time to sit in front of the FDA or the EMA and get your, your asset through regulatory approval. Finally, what's the one impact you would like to leave on the world today with what you're building? I guess the one impact is embrace change. Is that we're very comfortable when you have, you know, gone through training. And I did tens of thousands of surgeries on people. So you become, you become really good at what you're doing. And yeah. it's hard to change when you're in a position of having mastered something. Yeah. But the only way to really leave a bigger footprint and to continue to contribute to society in a different way than you have before is to accept and embrace that change and run after it, chase it, and make sure that you can achieve it.